Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the mom and dot, dot, dot spring break slash one year of COVID anniversary edition. So we are preemptively ditching our G rating this week because we have a feeling we can't really talk about a year of COVID without cussing. And that's just how it is. So um, put in those earbuds or put in one earbud and let the other one indiscreetly hang in front of you like I do. So yeah, we're kind of on a gratitude kick. After talking to Nancy Davis Co., if you haven't listened to our episode that came out last week or this week, came out this week, yesterday, <laughs> time does not matter anymore. So, but after talking, we talked to her last week or the week before um, about gratitude and her book, The Thank You Project. And so we know it's been a long year. That's the understatement of the century. But there's also been a lot of light and a lot of lessons learned. And so that's that's kind of what we want to talk about this week. And we had Coach Jenny Remington on a couple of times as well. And she had a newsletter that came out this morning. Not sure if you saw it yet, Missy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was all about just really, some people don't want to reflect back on this year. In fact, I've had a few of my friends in their Facebook posts. They're like, save me your, pretty much exactly what we're doing today. Save me your (laughs) reflections. I don't want to think about it. I'm no. just going forward. And actually, the more I learn about myself from like doing the Enneagram and stuff, I know I'm a forward thinker as well, too. I'm like, can't change that past. Let's just move on with it. Mm-hmm. So we respect that opinion. We respect the opinion who really people who feel like they did learn a lot and that they want to carry forward some lessons. And they do like to reflect and think about mm-hmm. all of those things. But no matter who you are and how you're thinking about it. I think everybody just deserves to be gentle with themselves and give themselves some grace. And there was a really great line from Jenny's newsletter said, you are doing the best you can. And that is good enough. That is good So enough. that is, if we catch any of you talking bad about yourselves, or if I catch Missy talking bad about herself or vice versa, we're just going to say, you are doing the best you can. And that's good enough. And when we can do better, we'll do better. And yeah. you know what? Some of us aren't quite ready to do better yet. (laughs) I think that's been a huge lesson for me this year is that I've always struggled with letting perfect get in the way of done. Mm -hmm. And I still want a lot of what I do to be at its very best. But I have learned that some things are just fine just to be done. Yep. Let it go. And it really doesn't have to, I don't have to agonize over it. And does it, we're just, we're doing our best. And you see, you're already jumping into some of our lessons. So like, did you, aside from that, did you learn anything else about yourself or your family that maybe you wouldn't have known if you weren't stuck in a house with them for the past year? Yeah, I did. And I think you and I learned a couple of things that were the same in our houses, especially about our, is it misophonia? I was going to ask you how to pronounce it, but yes, so much. I have... A severe case. And I've always known this about myself, yep. but it this just is not becomes, new information. No, this becomes just really, I don't know if it's exaggerated or amplified or what, but misophonia is the issue that some people have with extreme sensitivity to sounds. Oh, I have and mine is chewing, 
which is okay if my kids are chewing at the school lunchroom and my husband <laughs> is at his office chewing, <laughs> but all the humans are in the house and they're all chewing the with their mouths all the time. Yeah. And don't even get me started about the dogs Ugh. licking their parts while I'm trying oh. to concentrate. Yes. Or trying to sleep. Mine love to take Ugh. turns, like waking in the night to lick things and make Oh, we moved them mouth. downstairs. We moved them downstairs. They our were in our, in our bedroom room for horrible. a while. They did. They yeah. did for like a year. And then we just were like, you know what? <laughs> good enough. Come on now. We're doing good enough. Good enough. <laughs> it's in there better too. than perfect. Yes. Yeah. So it's good enough. I want Mark to like never chew or breathe again, which I know would lead to a whole nother set of problems. Like <laughs> he probably can't live that way, but a year of being together. I mean, he travels in our normal life and our pre COVID yeah. life. And so sometimes it would be one day a week. Sometimes he'd be gone for a week at a time, but at least once one night a week he was gone. And I think that's healthy for everybody. And I kind of missed that. And I mean, we're here and the kids are here and I just, there's, there's so much chewing. Yes, it, it's horrible. It, and swallowing Ugh. and slurping. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. Why does the chewing have to be followed by the swallowing? I just, and I just did not realize it. Maybe it's a mom fail. I don't know. I think I failed to impart some manners in my children. My youngest, oh. especially, chews with his mouth open most of the time. I'm like, oh my gosh. See, you bust. I bust and you already, you're doing the best you can, and that's <laughs> yeah. good enough. I guess, but maybe I haven't done my best. Maybe I have not taught him manners. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We, oh I just have like a, a, like a, oh we could God. call it close the gate. Close the gate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just close, please. I love oh. them so much. I love yep. them all so much. It's the sounds. <laughs> and it's not even, it's not like they are exceptionally loud chewers. Yeah. I'm not like judging the way. This is a me. This is a misophonia. This is my ears yes. having a problem, not their mouths having a problem. Right. But they're all in the same house. So yeah. just, I have major noise sensitivity to like, to a lot of things. If it's it, like fan noise will get to me after a while. I do. Mm. I struggle if I'm in a really chaotic, noisy place after a while. Like it gets me. Yep. So this is just exaggerated this one year in the house. But I think, yes, I think that was one of the things that I learned too, is maybe it's not necessarily a learning, but this is such a unique opportunity to observe each other. Like we're sort of yeah. a permanent zoo exhibit that we're all watching <laughs> each other all the time. Do and you think I'm the animals in the exhibit observe each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a unique thing that I never, we never would have had this especially our own kids are roughly the same ages. And so we've got yep. tweens and teens and they have lives and we've spent a they lot probably of time would not them. be in the house. This is, I mean, no. and especially for, you know, my daughter's going to be turning 16 in a couple months. Once yeah. she's free again, I probably won't see her again until maybe she oh. comes to visit with her spouse some year for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you got to kind of soak it in, but just speaking about those kids, oh my gosh, I have learned, I've been so impressed about how resilient yes. my kids are, especially not only just all the craziness of, you know, virtual school and being apart from their friends, but we moved across town in July. So kind of in the middle of all of this. Mm -hmm. And my son has never been inside his new school. He met one of his teachers a couple weeks ago for about 20 seconds when we had to go pick up something. And that was the first and only time he has seen yeah. her 
in real life or any of his teachers in real life. And he'll probably, I mean, we'll see. He, he probably will finish off his fifth grade with never stepping inside this school. He'll never, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, and, you know, and just moving and not being able to say goodbye to their, you know, have a party, have a party. or do all the things yeah. or welcome people to your new house. Mm -hmm. He's had one of his best friends over. And that's our one exception that we allow to people within yeah. the house. Um, but yeah, and they're, and they're, they're doing good. They're, they I mean, really are. Use that or they're really good actors. They're, either, <laughs> I right. I do. I mean, there is that little voice in the back of my head that says, Oh, will we find out years from now that there's, and, and there are going to be things that unfold over time, I think. But gosh, yeah, I mean, the kids, they're doing, they're doing great. Yes. And I think they're resilient. And I think when this is over, whatever we go back, we won't go back, whatever it is when this is all over and we're starting mm -hmm. to see some of it with more vaccine rollout, they'll just adapt and go and that's their life. And yep. I'm sure they'll take away some crazy lessons that they don't even know they've taken away. And again, away. So, so we don't get destroyed by feedback on this. We do realize there are kids that are not thriving in this environment. Yes. And we, that's true. we hear that, we see that, we have friends that are that. Um, mm -hmm. We're making observations of what we've seen inside of our own homes and right. with our kids. Um, I know some that really, really are thriving. In fact, I think we just got a notice from our school district today that next year there's going to be a virtual hybrid option that has mm -hmm. nothing to do with COVID necessarily. It's just because some people have found this that works. this works much better for them and it gives them the opportunity to still have the benefit of school and work with a type of setup. It's kind of this blended homeschooling almost, but yeah. still the district. Um, so I think there's some it does. Some it does not right. at all. And it has been exceptionally challenging, but I've got to say yeah. we've been, knock on wood, I mean, there's still a few months to go. You never know. It's one of those things yeah. where it, as soon as I leave this, our recording closet someone i'm probably sure will be crying because it's always when i yeah. start to be like we're just really in a groove everything's amazing and then just someone hits a wall so that's some I, law i would like to google that. what that is but i feel like it's a universal law that any time mom syndrome yeah you're like i've like, yes. got this it, when they're itty bitty it's weird phases and you're like i finally understand this bananas phase and i understand that you have to have this sippy cup and then all of a sudden that's over and they've started something new yes. that's how this has kind of been because we've had like we had like the initial ramp up a year ago and then over time things have changed and so as soon as mm -hmm. i thought well i figured out our pandemic life then things would change just a little bit so yeah somebody's yeah. crying a lot usually it's me <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's okay too yeah, yeah. you're doing your best doing and that's my best. okay doing my best anything oh, you but... learned that didn't have to do with kids in school oh my gosh come back to me on that okay. <laughs> I mean, but I do think, no I think it is something that you and I had talked about and I think you're going to talk about is just loosening up uh yes. some of I don't know if it'd be necessarily my routines or my standards or my expectations, mm -hmm. um, but just letting go of that idea of perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I released some rigidity around how I thought things should be. There's way less should in my life and way more. Mm -hmm. This is what we can do now. And um, yes. I like to hold on to that. I mean, I think that's a better way of living than just constantly being like, well, I should get this done and I should do that. And I yeah. should mop the floors. I mean, yeah, I should at some point, but <laughs> it's okay if it doesn't happen today. 
You know what? I was just looking at our bathroom floors. I don't know that I've mopped them since we moved here. <laughs> no, you need to mop. It's time. Time to mop. <laughs> I mean, I mop. I mop the bathroom area, like the toilet yeah. area, but like the the main area where, like, we just kind of between our sinks and stuff. I've done yeah. it because I got a new white rug, and boy, does it look yeah, white next it. to uh -huh. the white and black tiles. So yes. <laughs> so maybe I need to. Maybe it's time to raise a few of my standards at least. <laughs> yeah. so, so did you get any new skills or hobbies let's see well I've got my sewing machine here beside me I haven't used it recently but like back in March I was just looking through some of my Facebook memories and I did a lot of mask making um I know at least in Austin yeah we had a bunch of drives like mask drives um yeah. so I mean we were using fabric that we could find out of anything all the kids shirts and pants and stuff that they grew out of um because I mean that was back when doctors and nurses remember they were wearing trash bags and they didn't have even any masks so um I did a lot of mask sewing in fact I had to do a post about masks for people with noses because for a while they were doing that one that was just like and I got yeah. a big nose I can't fit it in some of those masks so I will we'll link to that in the show notes yeah. um, it's, it's a pattern for people who have noses and that's are some of our favorite masks or your masks you made for people with noses and that's I think have right. um, some of Sam's old t-shirts that we wear <laughs> on our faces now <laughs> if anything has Star Wars on it <laughs> um, but yeah what about you um yeah you know I've always well what I did learned is that I really love to buy things for future hobbies. And I've always kind of done that and tried new things and then put them aside. And that did not change. It maybe amplified a little bit. And then I took yeah. my plant hobby next level. I've always loved digging in the dirt. I feel like that's so good for my soul, but my mom wants to come look at all your plants. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll have a tour as soon as we're all <laughs> vaccinated. Um, so I just have so many more in the house. And it's been fun to learn. Like there's a huge learning curve on just things like more plants in the house means more opportunity for things like fungus gnats uh, <laughs> to learn a lot about that. And, um, but it's just, I don't know. I love it. And I will keep that. That's not a pandemic thing for me. It just, the pandemic was an opportunity to ramp it up. Yeah. Well, I had a, I had a lot of things that I thought I was going to do, like hobbies that I thought I was going to do and didn't do, kind of like you said, projects that you may or may not. And one of the ones you we know, had the best, we, we had the best intentions about um, learning French. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, yeah. my daughter and I were like, oh, we're going to do all these French podcasts and we'll talk together in French and we're going to watch these French shows. Mm -hmm. This was way back when this started and the kids had like yeah. this spring break that lasted a month and we thought we were going to do all these things. Yeah. And I've got my French friend Virginie and we were, you know, and we were Skyping with them and yeah. Zoe was talking to her daughter and it was just very fun. Um, and then it just, it did not. I listened to some of the podcasts, but I'm starting to see the correlation or not the the similarities between the initial phase of this and becoming a stay-at-home mom there's Ooh, just so many yeah. things where you think that like oh I'm gonna have all this time to you know wallpaper the kitchen and we're gonna do these projects and I'm gonna get all these things done and it's just like and then every day somehow the next thing you know it's six o'clock and there's no dinner and someone's <laughs> crying <laughs> it might be you I don't know and 
And I feel that I feel like everybody kind of now has a little feeling of what it feels like to be a, yeah. on maternity leave. It's kind of a maternity leave it pandemic itis. Yeah. Yeah. The maternity leave that or the it never ends. It never but, ends. Yeah. We had this huge whiteboard. In fact, it's behind me now. I've moved it in here, but big whiteboard. And we have an art easel and we put it on the easel in our kitchen and we divided it into sections and we had all these like the daily workout plan and the daily menu. And when you would do school, we had all these things and we did it for months. And it wasn't until like September or October that I thought I can't live with this whiteboard in my kitchen anymore. And yes. I'm tired of living this structure we've created for ourselves. And we had to change it up and the kids were not at school, but they were in school again and it just changed. So that left, but like, yeah, the whiteboard was a definite physical reminder of our ambitions every day. And sometimes did you do it? Sometimes, but sometimes we would look at the end of the day and be like, so we would try to do family yoga for a while. Again, at the beginning, you're like, we'll do family yes. yoga every day. We did meditation exercise. Yeah. <laughs> so, and at some point like that, we quit having a check mark by family yoga. And you know, I was like, mm -hmm. I don't think we're doing that anymore. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. We had such it did good help intentions. It helped with it, like the questions of like, what's for dinner? What's for lunch? Like we would plan out the meals and we would write on their times where Mark and I had things that we had to do so that we would be like, mom and dad are busy at these times. Don't yes. um, bother us. I, th I would like to go back to that. Actually, that helps. You, that post you know what? We we've started that too. And I've, the kids make fun of me because it usually changes by the day I put it up there, yep. but I have started and I wouldn't say it's a huge meal plan. It's like, there's maybe three nights a week where we cook something and one of the nights is like leftovers. And then there's one of them that's, you know, Friday, we know we're going to eat out Saturday night is scrounge or breakfast for dinner night. So, I mean, there's not that many nights, but you know, when there's so much uncertainty in the kids' lives, I've really noticed that that is one, like, that's just one variable. Yeah. It seems to be a much bigger part of their life than I really thought of like what's for dinner and not to be, I think they ask a lot and it's not to be annoying or whatever. It's just like, no, they're like, I know nothing about my future right now, except yeah. for that there's going to be dinner. And could I know what that is? Could I just, yeah. that would give me one piece of like security to know one piece of my future. That's a great point because there are times I get annoyed with the what's for dinner question. And I typically answer it multiple times a day because everyone yes. will ask. So now you just um, say, look at the board. Yeah. And it was nice when I could be on the board and be like, that's what it is. That's what it's going to be. And um, because we do talk about it a lot, but I think your point is it's so true. It's they know very little. There's so much uncertainty. Yeah. Yes. And I think when I get mad when they ask, it's because I haven't figured it out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not even that I'm mad at them. It's like, you know, the things you get most irritated or mad about are usually things that you're wrong about. So yeah. I think yeah. that that is probably it. So I'm kind of trying to catch myself on that. And I've just noticed that I feel a lot better. Oh, because I mean, yeah. we've got uncertainty too. We, I mean, and it's just one less thing to be like, what is it? Do I have the ingredients for it? Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it is, it's just nice. And then it also helps me not have to scramble because a lot of my board meetings are at night. Yep. Um, and so, and I've, now I've had to be like, okay, well, that meal takes a lot of prep time. So either I got to oh do that God. at lunchtime or let's switch Wednesday and Thursday around. Okay. So, so that is a habit that I hope to take with yeah. me. <laughs> I'd like to return <laughs> out of this. my pre-pandemic meal planning. Before the pandemic, I was 
the best meal planner to my own horn here, but I would do like a couple months in advance and I had a schedule and and I would look at what was on our schedule and I would plan accordingly. Like we're going to be out of town. So this is what I need, or we're going to have, we used to do a lot of swim meets out of town. We don't do that anymore, but I would know, like I would plan that. And I knew, and sometimes the week would come up and things would change and I would have to like draw little arrows and move stuff. But I, I mean, I planned and there were no repeats within a certain amount of time. And, but once the pandemic happened, like I just, that seemed like my brain could not do that. Plus for a while, we didn't know what groceries we could get. Yeah. You have to work on which ingredients are available. Yeah. You know what? That brings me to, oh shoot, I'm jumping too far ahead. I'm going to talk about jump around. No, because one of the things we're going to talk about are the amazing uh, local businesses that got us through this. And one of them is Crema Bakery. Uh Um, They've just been amazing. The Crema Bakery, they're up on uh, Brody, or I guess down on Brody. They're in South Austin. Um, But they are just, even before the pandemic, I love them because they have the most amazing quiche and goodies and baked goods. And they did my daughter's birthday cake last year. Um, But it is, it's woman owned, which I loved and LGBTQ owned, which I love also, Mm -hmm. which is the reason we have all our informed parents of Austin meetings there. Um, But they became a, essentially a grocery store. So they started, since they had access to a lot of places we didn't, um, for those first few weeks when you couldn't get things, that's where I got my flour, my butter, Mm -hmm. my bread, you know, milk, eggs, and all those essential things. And then, you know, they've just been incredible throughout this whole thing. But then when we had the freeze in Texas a couple of weeks ago, um, well, first of all, when they knew that they weren't going to be able to use the products anymore because, yeah. you know, the electricity went down, no they just put they just put everything outside and put a note on their Facebook and they were like, come and get it. It's going to go bad. Amazing. So come and help yourselves to all this stuff. And then even when they started getting stuff and the electricity was back on, they kept doing it. They would restock all of their stuff. And they would put it out on some big tables in front of them and just like whoever has a need and can't. And it wasn't for selling. It was for just come take whatever you need to get you through the next day. Um, Just incredible, amazing people. And so um, that was really, yeah, when we couldn't figure out our meal planning because you didn't know what there was. um, That was one that was one of the few businesses that I could really count on to just be like, okay, I know I'm going to have something to to make, to make a meal. What I don't know what it's going to be, but it can have yeah. bread flour and milk and eggs in it. Yeah. It was so weird to buy. We got a lot of groceries early on from like the Round Rock Express, which is a minor league baseball team. Mm-hmm. They would do, they did pre-prepped meals and you could add on some groceries so you could buy things like milk and flour and things. And, um, where other there was another restaurant locally. Sorry, it's skip, slipping my mind. I'll put it. In the I show. know there's another one that was a grocery wholesaler, and we'll link to yeah. them because I want to give them props, and I can't remember yeah. the name of it. I want to say like Fresh yeah. Direct or something like that. But you literally would pull up behind this truck, like it was you and all these like eighteen wheelers, mm-hmm. and they would mm-hmm. bring you your stuff out. So yeah, yeah businesses got really creative, and yeah, and the I restaurants so really did. Like oh, we got toilet paper from a couple of restaurants. Which again, mm-hmm. remember, we didn't know where we could get toilet paper. Of course, it was like restaurant supply toilet paper. Yes. It's so icky. And every hey. once in a while, it'll 
end up in somebody's like i put all that stuff in the boys bathroom but every once in a while a boy will be like do we have any regular toilet paper now like why am i using this yeah that we counted ourselves lucky if we had that yes yeah i'm like just be grateful we have toilet paper people we have come along well okay so yeah luxury toilet paper that's exciting what else you bought like a carpet rake any other weird stuff that you bought from places that were not makeshift grocery stores but i mean i went through some of my purchases like i just went through my email and i definitely did buy some really weird stuff the carpet rakes probably among the weirdest um, but i'm telling you if you rake your carpet before you vacuum more comes out which you have dogs yeah dogs and my hair like there's all oh, the carpet is dirty and so oh, i love my i don't even rake, want to know but it's an extra step so it's not like i'm carpet raking this is my favorite thing i on a whim bought let me see if i can get it in there can you see that wait where there we go um it's a little glasses case for my oh my god <laughs> and it's just so cute but why do i have it why do I have? I, I don't, don't know. You look like a Macy's or something. You're yes, so and on my shelf in my closet, it is so darn cute. Of course, it's not functioning the way it should because inevitably I'm at the door to the garage about to leave and I realize all of my sunglasses are in my closet. So I think I'm going to buy another one and have downstairs in the laundry room. <laughs> Wait, look at I, I also it. bought this whole organization system. Oh, I wish I had brought it inside. But for the console of my car bananas i can't believe i did this so it's like it's really for photos but it's these little uh -huh. envelopes so i have one that's like first aid one that's masks and gloves a new thing we carry one has like lip balm and hair things oh in it God. like all these things and they're all perfectly organized in these little envelopes so when you open the console of my car it's like all clean i never would have done that had it not been for the pandemic Girl, i don't know like how have we not done a whole episode on these of course we're not an we're not an organizational podcast oh i love to organize though one day we may just have to do a special organizational not our niche podcast because yes. i I love it. And I'm I started labeling the pantry. I've oh, got yeah. little shelf labels. Oh, yep. okay. Now keep talking. Are, are you going to show? Oh, no, you're showing your mug. I got to go get my thing. That's my favorite thing because it's that in the bought. shower where it should be. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Your favorite thing is in your shower and I have one too. And I love it. Okay. So everyone needs one of these. Isn't it nice to know that we film that close to my shower? <laughs> Mine's right there. Yeah. I've already talked about this thing. This thing, I should get a commission for every sale of this. It's a, it's a, sh oh, I'm going to mess up my beautiful hair here. It's a head massager thing. I mean, it's supposed to be for when you shampoo your hair that you yep. give it a little, ooh, it really gets in there and gets the gross stuff. I highly recommend it giving to 11 year old boys who just think washing their hair is just smearing. Right. <laughs> shampoo. Well, I'm like, this part needs to be washed as well. Like you got to get in the yeah. crown of your head and scrub. But I use it now even not in the shower. And I, I gave my mom, I gave everybody one for Christmas because they cost like $4. But yeah. you can do it even with a ponytail. You can do it. It doesn't get caught in there. So this is my favorite thing in the whole world. We'll put that in the show notes. But the thing that um, the real crazy thing that we bought during the pandemic was a house. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a big purchase. <laughs> I keep on looking back in my Facebook memories and like our calendar from this year um, or from last year. Like last week, a year ago, this week, mm -hmm. um, we were looking at probably 10 houses that week. I remember. Um, and we looked and looked and looked. We did not buy our house until July. 
And in addition to that, we had to sell our house that we still owned in Seattle that we left 10 years ago. We've been renting it out for 10 years. And then we had to sell our house here. And a year ago, right about now, my mom was moving here was from so Idaho in the house that she lived in for 40 years. And I mean, a salute to mom for, I mean, you know, uh, the plan was that I would fly to Idaho, you know, yeah. we would pack things up and, you know, reminisce about, cause it's the house I grew up in and like, oh, and this special thing and this photos of, and it's like, no, she had to hire a housekeeper to come help her pack up all her stuff. Who knows what she left there? In fact, I do know she's got a wedding dress from this 1960s somewhere up in the attic that someone's going to be surprised to find. She said the cake topper for that wedding Aww. is still up in the attic. The people bought it with most of the stuff still in it. Thank goodness. The perfect buyer. Yeah, so she didn't have to move all that, you know, rakes and hoses and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, just like, oh, I mean, it was bad enough having to pack up my stuff and the kids stuff in a pandemic, but to like your home of 40 years to have to pack up and leave unceremoniously, like. Right. Right. Just got to get it done uh, and get out. Yeah. And my brother and I had planned on being there to like, you know, lock the door the final time. And it's like, nope. Mm. And instead she showed up here and I picked her up at the airport. Like she was ET in the quarantine <laughs> plastic house. I'd spray her with lace on. Like, sorry, you just left your home of 40 years. <laughs> like, but we're going to disinfect you and not touch you for two weeks. Welcome oh. to Texas. So. Oh no. That's a, so, hard, yeah. that's a hard time to move period, but to move like that to a new state and really start over again. That's, I mean, hats off to yes. your mom. That's hard. No kidding. But okay, but I do need to give some shout outs since we're doing the thank you project. We're doing gratitude yes. shouts. Boop, boop, boop. Since that was incredibly stressful. If anyone is listening from Seattle and you ever need to sell or buy a house, Melissa Clark. I've never met the woman <laughs> from Team Up Seattle. I've never met her. She took care of everything. Like we didn't get to go home and take care of the house or paint anything or fix anything up. We didn't have to do a single thing. She would just kind of send updates, sign this, do this, send a check to this oh, person. <clears throat> it was all done. And then for our move here, our friend Tom, who I don't think is technically an agent anymore. I think he trains agents. So I probably shouldn't give his name. But Realty Austin. Yay, Realty Austin. Yeah. And double shout outs for, well, Jory Stern is the person um, from Lone People, Max Lehman. Oh my God. The person who works, I think just as hard as the real estate agent is the person who has to pre-approve you for a loan. Oh, yeah. Cause you have to turn around so fast. I don't know about how other markets are, but in Austin, yeah. like if we saw a house we liked and it was and on a Saturday at like three 45, I, we were like calling Jory and being, mm -hmm. Hey Jory, yeah. can yeah. we get pre-approved for this house? This is way too much money. And she would just <laughs> boop, boop, boop. But I got to tell you, I love them extra, 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 because when I was doing, I'm on the board of Carrying Hope, which works with foster kids, giving hope packs for foster kids. And I was looking at one of our Christmas events where they were doing drop-offs and loan people, the Max Lehman company, Dana Lehman was on there and Jory Stern was on there and they, their whole company had like donated. And I was there when they dropped them off. I mean, they weren't just the hope packs. I mean, the stuff that went into each of these packs probably could have taking care of 10 hope packs. Nice. And so I went and sent them a thank you for doing that. 
And then they sponsored our gala a couple of weeks ago at Caring Hope. So, I mean, talk about giving back to the community during a hard time, um, not just the individual employees, but then the owner of the company, company, Dana Lehman, to, you know, to put that money towards the gala. Just amazing people doing amazing things and helping people get through tough, hard times. Um, Yeah. That's a good segue to talk. We wanted to talk about local businesses and like kind of local heroes that we saw, saw pop up. Yes. Because there's, I mean, that's a light in a time that has been pretty dark for a lot of people. When you're looking for the helpers and the lights, I think that we have discovered some local businesses that we can't live without. Yes. Like Crema. And yes. I've already patrons. talked about Crema. Yeah. What are yeah. some of your, I've and, talked a lot about mine. What are some of yours? Um, you reminded me when you were talking about carrying hope and I am really jumping around. I'm going to combine businesses and like looking at our community in a different way, I, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm all for it. But um, I'm involved with Foster Village. We each have, we each have really have a heart for the foster care system. And I watched the community just support them and give all of the, they need things. They, they support foster families, reunification families, anyone in the system and people need items. People find out they're getting a foster child in the middle of the night and they need a car seat. And mm-hmm. they were able to keep that going through the pandemic and get everything they needed and then some. And my high schooler and I are part of this group called YMSL. It's Young Men's Service League. And we volunteer out in the community. And I thought it was great to watch how everyone pivoted to figure out how they could get their needs met in this social distanced COVID world and Foster Village is one of the places that we work with through YMSL as well and like being able to get volunteers in there keep them six feet or more apart and get the work done has just been so heartening to watch and I hope that we take some of that away in the future that there are lots of opportunities to serve whether you are bound at home there's things you can do via telephone you can do over the computer if you have a little bit more mobility there are ways to get out without having to be super hands-on. Yeah. And And that that was my number one fear is, yeah, I've been super, super, super distanced, probably more than most normal people as far as how we've been locked down. So there's a lot of stuff for Caring Hope. They do stuff um, every Wednesday is when they, people can drop off their hope packs, you know, full of those essential items. Like you were saying, if, if a foster parent gets a call in the middle of the night, it's like, okay, we've got a, a two week old infant that is going to be coming over like in a half hour. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's oh, a, we need diapers it, and yeah, it's a bag full of all those essential items. They do it for every different age group. Yeah. Um, so they do those, you know, people drop those off on Wednesdays and we've done a lot of pack drives and I, I hate to admit that I've been like, I'll work on the newsletter or I'll do something <laughs> that I can do from home. Yeah. But I did finally work that uh, the hope pack drive in December. And I realized how truly distanced it is yeah. and how people, um, respected that. And we just did, uh, Caring Hope also did a necessities pickup for anyone. You didn't even have to be a foster mm-hmm. parent or have a foster child. It was just anyone in the community yeah, who had a need for diapers or formula or food or water. Mm-hmm. So I did work that. Um, but I want to also highlight, um, my friend Erica runs this group called Austin Allies. Yeah. Um, and so they work with all types of nonprofits and community service groups all throughout Austin. And the whole point is getting kids involved 
Um, so it's things that you can do as a family. And so again, it's called Austin Allies and they have so many cool things that you can do from home and they have things that you can do for spring break too. So if anybody's listening to this, you're like, what am I yeah. going to do to my kids? Uh, spring break, go check it out. But it's lots of things like, you know, if they're doing something for the Austin diaper bank, you just go pick up bulk, you know, piles and piles of diapers, but then you, you know, you, them in groups of 20 or whatever and wrap yeah. them up and so that they can distribute them more easily yeah. so uh the thing that we did for them was with the um trail foundation and so we made a virtual thing where they gave us the supplies these wildflower seeds and some dirt and stuff and we made wildflower seed balls and then we got to go throw them yeah. down um at the trail down by ladybird lake we're fostering a wetland plant to keep it safe. So stuff, I mean, all stuff that can be yeah. very distanced, but still get you involved in your community yeah. very in a very safe way. And in this case, with your kids. Um, right. So very cool organizations. Very cool. And I think the leaders in our community, the nonprofit leaders and have especially have really, they've had to dig deep to figure out how to make this keep working for them. And it's oh, yeah. just shown what amazing people they are. Every organization yes. I've been involved with, I've just, we do a lot of work at Texas Baptist Children's Home and I've walked away from there nearly in tears a couple of times because they're all scrambling to figure out how to make things keep working in a time that is so complicated and they're doing yeah. it and they're serving their people and it's just, it's, yeah. yeah. And I think they will I all, the first thing- rag. Yeah. The first thing that they will all say is they couldn't do it without their supporters and their volunteers, mm -hmm. which is a hundred percent true. So they're amazing yeah. to keep rallying and keep the systems going. So people who want to help have a place to help and yeah. that it's made really easy and safe for them. So yes, it's, it's everybody just working together and it's beautiful. Yeah. And yes. So and yes. A lot of them so saluting... just money. They just really yeah. need money right now because they can't yeah. get people in the door to do things that they were doing before because they it's too it's not socially distant enough or whatever yeah. they just and now cash. Oh, i'm sorry if there's somewhere you like take the give them some money if you can yes, give them some money and sometimes even in non-pandemic times that's the best thing to do mm -hmm. because you bringing a hundred dollars worth of food to a food bank is probably less items than what they can buy for a hundred dollars through their Yep. bulk purchasing and through their vendors. Um, so even though it sometimes feels better to give like, a, it's kind of like giving someone a present versus a gift card or whatever. It just right. feels like you should be giving something. It is not the lazy way out to give money. It, it actually ends up doing more in the long run as far as yeah. where that money can go um, versus what yeah. you would have spent it on. So, yeah, so those are some of our nonprofits, but you know what? There's some profits out there that we like <laughs> to <laughs> save us in so many ways. There are. And so, yes, I yeah. so one of my favorites has been Antonelli's cheese shop. Uh -huh. Um, it has become our date night. Um, it's, you go to the shop that, well, first you have to book the event. Um, and they do like many throughout the week, these so virtual much. cheese tastings. And we've done everything from cheese paired with honey, cheese paired with chocolate, cheese paired <laughs> with the best one a couple of weeks ago is with Girl Scout cookies. That was Ooh. really fun. Yeah. Um, and they're just a great local shop in our neighborhood, but, um, you go pick up the tray of cheese and I think they can even might be able to ship, ship them. I don't know. Or they can they tell you what they're going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> they ship other things. I'm not sure about the cheeses, but yeah. um, but then you just show up at the Zoom or their Facebook Live that night, um, and you can watch some of their old Facebook Lives. So if you even want to just do your own at home, oh, you can go yeah, to one of the old cool. Facebook Lives, find oh, out what kind God. of cheese they got, and do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to try one, but they yeah. are just such fun people, and um, I I just can't say enough about them. That has been like a really fun light. Um, happy thing for us to do and we've also become huge fans of uh pint house pizza the bearded oh, seal yeah. is my new their beer is my new favorite discovery <laughs> and then also another shout out to kirby lane's cinnamon swirl pancakes oh. which i am probably about 25 percent kirby lane cinnamon swirl pancake at this point <laughs> but <laughs> those have been our go-tos for yeah, yeah. We found food. a pizza place during the pandemic too called Local Slice and it's so mm. good and I cannot eat cheese, which is the saddest thing ever. Um, oh. But they have an amazing, I, I get their pizza just without cheese on it. Their crust is amazing. It's so, so good. So I I think we order from there every seven to 10 days, probably <laughs> Local Slice. It is Yum. so good. And they're they're just sweet people. I really enjoy them. And then we've gotten it. We've done takeout from so many places, but Jack Allen's, which has it's local, but there's places North and South. I need to go there more often. They used to be one of our favorite, like when someone comes to town restaurants. Oh, okay. I need to go there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great carry out. And then salt traders is their seafood restaurant. Also. I mean, we, we did salt traders carry out with some friends one night and just ate outside on the patio, socially distanced. And, I don't know, kind of, they, we were sitting around their pool. I was eating some crab cakes. I mean, it was as vacation-y as you get in that the pandemic. Sounds, yes. Yeah, it was great. Those have been some of my favorite um, restaurants. The other thing that I found that I have loved is um, local nurseries and garden centers have done a great oh. job with social distancing and mask wearing. And so I feel safe going into those places. And so mm-hmm. I would like to shout out Succulent Native, which is really supplied my plant habit they actually have a plant love club that i think i've talked about in our facebook group before but they i get a new plant from them every month i don't know that I oh i didn't realize that was a local thing it's local and they are the best and the plants are so good and their plants i i didn't some of them i haven't known about they're totally new to me um okay okay the one that's sort of obscene I think I've shown you that one. I've won <laughs> Probably. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'll you post that in our Facebook group. So I, um, but that has been fabulous. And then um, Great Outdoors, which is far South Austin. And then yes. Round Rock Garden Centers, which is for, far North Austin, have both been just two of my favorite places because it is outside. And I can just go walk through the plants and be outside. And yes. I told Mark I was going to buy, like, they had $1 plants for sale like after the freeze oh don't tell me there there wasn't a lot in the one dollar so I came home with things that were not in the one dollar bin like a couple (laughs) pots and a couple little plants and so this was in the 37 dollar bin (laughs) I was like look what I got and he was like that doesn't look like one dollar and I said we're not going to talk about it we're not going to talk about it (laughs) well we have the the Shoal Creek Nursery is the one that's that's kind of closest to our area and that was the first place that my poor mom. She has just been so abused. She finally got to come inside our house for the first time this week. 
because I was helping her with some tax paperwork. And I mean, she spent Christmas and Thanksgiving out on our porch. We only let her in to go to the bathroom. But the the Shoal Creek Nursery was like the only outing that I've got to have with her since she's moved here in a year because I did feel safe. It was like yeah. it's outdoors and she loves plants and it was just a nice thing to be able to go. And so, yeah, that was our special one once a year outing that we do now that she lives five minutes away i spend less time with her when than when she uh, lived in idaho you're so close to both being fully vaccinated that will help yay come on yeah. yes yeah so yes i'm i'm ready to go back to actually shopping and yeah what are what are you ready to get back to let's we can end on a high note for things that we're yeah. ready to do um well i know i told you the story i'm really ready I'm a CASA volunteer, and so I go to court pretty often um, for my cases, and court has all been virtual, which has been super complicated for a number of reasons. There's a lot I like about being able to do things on Zoom um, just because it eliminates your drive time and you don't have to wear pants or whatever. Like, there's some good things about that. But I was in court last week. I think it was last week. Um, and it was my turn to give my report. And I started to speak and the judge started to laugh. And I was like, this isn't right. Like, he's a nice guy, but he doesn't usually <laughs> laugh at people. And he started to laugh and he said, Miss Stevens, I'm sorry. I have to ask you to stop. Something is wrong with your audio and you sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. And every, I look around at all the windows, everyone's giggling. And so I start to laugh. And the, he said, I'm not a cat. <laughs> Exactly. The county attorney was like, please stop laughing because when you laugh, it's very chipmunky. Like we're all dying. We had to stop. The judge took us off. We had to go off the record. He's like, hold on. We have to go off the record. We never could fix my audio. Everyone's crying, laughing. I totally felt like the, I'm not a cat. I'm here in person, your honor person. Oh, and how did you I even never, do that? I have no idea. And it was on Microsoft teams, which the only time I use teams is for court everyone's like, we didn't even know you could change your voice. I'm like, I didn't touch anything. I swear. I have no idea. <laughs> so we had to stop all of court, uh, start back. And then I couldn't give my report. Someone else from CASA, like I have a supervisor because I'm a volunteer there. So my supervisor had to give my report because I couldn't speak again for the whole time. So I'm ready to not have, I'm ready oh, to go back to court and live. My God. <laughs> Please tell me someone has a recording of that somewhere. Thank <laughs> That the only, I thought, because most hearings like that in Texas, they're public record. So I yeah. thought that it would be public. I was terrified I was going to end up a meme. Like I was just waiting for my kids to be like, I saw you on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I want that so bad. <laughs> but I think the only people that have their actual like audio visual whole bit recording is, uh, is the court. And oh so my, my supervisor said, I don't think they'll do anything with it. And I'm like, I kind of wouldn't blame them if they released it. <laughs> don't you want to see it though? Don't you want to know what you sounded like? Oh, I do and I don't, you know, like, I'm just like, oh, it was so mortifying. I got the flop sweats. I was like sweating, oh but it was hysterical at the same time. Like I was laughing. I was embarrassed. I was dying the whole rest of the day. I'd think about it and be like, I can't believe that happened to me. I can't oh believe. God. And I mean, to see the judge start laughing at you and take the whole hearing off the record. I mean, this is children's, a child's life. We were talking about it. We're all oh my God. <laughs> Wow. It was wrong. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope Zoom sticks around for some things, but some things need to be in person. 
I did find on Zoom, you can do some of those filters, like you can do bunny ears and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I wonder if while we're doing Zoom, if I could stick some on you the next time we're recording. <laughs> Your Honor, I'm here live. I'm not a cat. I'm also not, <laughs> not a, a chipmunk. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I really, I want to see that video so bad. Well, one day, maybe it'll Maybe I should contact the court reporter and see how please please get it oh you know what i see your mug here's my mm -hmm. mug we need to let ellen know oh yeah her mug's on the way her mug is on the way i just got the shipment and for those of you who sign up yeah. for the newsletter and you get maybe selected to win a mug sometime we personalized it yeah so from over here it says ellen yeah and so it's extra special it's even more special than ours <laughs> I know ours don't have our names on them. Man. I know. I'm going to make another one. Yeah. Well, I I'm guess to... ours do have our names on them. Yes. Well, you know what? My stuff that I want to get back to can't even compare to that. I mean, my husband, at least once every few days, will just look over and say, I just want to drink a margarita at a Mexican restaurant. Like, that's all, that's all he wants in his life. I just life. want to make a plan and go somewhere without COVID being like COVID, COVID, COVID. Yes not having to Get think about it have a drink but yes and you yeah. know letting my mom in the house that was an exciting thing last week um want to travel i want to go to concerts and plays but mostly i just want my kids to go to school like i would stay in lockdown for the rest of my life if my kids could just go to school and just hang out with their friends i mean it's it's but now i mean but the things that we're not ready to return to you know what? I'm not right. I'm what I kind of, I don't want to get too political here, <laughs> but I like, I hate when people don't wear their masks, but I like the people not wearing masks. Like that being just my visual, like, yeah, you're <laughs> no, you're an asshole. You're, you, you're in this for you. You don't care about me yeah. and my family. And yeah. And so I like, I kind of like knowing that. And I do not like knowing that there's going to be people who are real jerks through this that are going to pretend they weren't. <laughs> and they're going to try to be like, no, it was fine. I wasn't the one that took all of the milk and eggs out of H-E-B and tried to sell them for $50 a gallon. That wasn't me. And hand sanitizer. Remember that guy who had all that hand sanitizer? Yes. Selling for like, I'm, I don't want to say the numbers because I, I can't remember. So I'd be lying, but it was exorbitant fees for like Purell wipes and things. It was, yeah. So I, I don't like that there's people that, first of all, I don't like that it brought out that in people, but then right. I don't like that now that it's loosening up a little bit that they're gonna be like, oh no, no, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> all right. For my own self, I'm worried that like when there's so many options of things that we can do again, that I'm going to fall back into my saying yes mm -hmm. to everything habit. And then I'm just going to be overcommitted and stretched again, yeah. which I've managed to somehow stretch myself even from being at home. But I, I'm really worried about that and not having the excuse of being like, oh, no, I'm sorry, it's not safe. Or, you know, I have another Zoom at that time. I think it's going to make our availability look a lot more available yeah. than it does right now. Yeah. I think it's an opportunity for us to really do that, like some growth, to really dig in and say, I learned about myself where my capacity is, which is yeah. a thing I think I knew before, but now, I mean, having stepped back the way we were forced to step back, mm -hmm. I realized I was exhausted. I was exhausted. We said yes to all kinds of things, even fun things 
there were times yep. when probably I should have said, that sounds like so much fun, but that means that we're going to have to go straight from one activity to the next and we're all fried and we probably just need to put on our pajamas. And, um, I wouldn't say that I would never turn, I almost never turned anything down really. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a chance for us to learn and look back. I hope that we can carry forward the feeling of not being as frantic because it feels good. It does. And so, yeah, I am, I am very hopeful and I'm, I hope we have like, you know, it took a year to get our brains to this position where we're at Mm -hmm. right now. I'm hoping we have like a, it's kind of like maternity pants. You know, it took you nine months to get to, to the point. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you nine months for your body to or be like, okay, years. no. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or more, or more, <laughs> yeah. maybe 16. But no, I think that, you know, it's going to take a long time to get back. So I'm really hopeful that people aren't like, okay, we can fly again. Okay. It's going to be, you know, yes. five business trips a month. You know, just like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what that grace period is going to be for emotionally, physically, work-wise, right. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I don't want people nice. shamed for saying like, hey, during the pandemic, I managed to do my job and I managed to close these deals or create this business over Zoom. So I probably don't need to get on a plane every month to come see you. Like maybe as my client, I can see you once or twice a year or something. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, I look at, not to sound too woo-woo, but it's been really good for our environment not to have the planes flying all the time yeah can we keep that in mind can we remember that we can do things without getting on a plane sometimes and not that I don't want people to travel because I miss it too but let's be reasonable or just driving to even if they want to fly to keep the airlines in business who knows I don't know they don't have to drive to the office every day they I mean that's probably makes I mean environmentally would be an amazing thing lifestyle wise so much more flexibility for stay-at-home moms who want to do a part-time gig. You know, some of those jobs, if you're doing a part-time job, it's four hours a day and you spend, you know, an extra hour to commuting. That's right. That makes a big difference. It makes more of a possibility. So yes, I am. I'm very hopeful that that becomes a reality out of it. I too. I do. I do think there will be, I've read a few things talking about like the future of office buildings, like companies don't need to have as much physical space available they can have the same number of employees in half the space if some work from home. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they, if they keep the memo. You know what, Memmy? Memmy? <laughs> That's a new name for you. Hey, Memmy. Whatever. Missy, I am just looking at the time. We are at I know, we've got to wrap minutes. it up. You know what? We are we going to do 30 capable. minutes today. <laughs> we were going to do 30 minutes for sure. And we were going to be so structured. I just, but no matter what we do, no matter how much we talk or how much we don't talk, it always ends up at an hour. I think an hour is just our time. Mm-hmm. And I think people are just going to have to learn to take little bites of us <laughs> if, if they don't have an hour. Right. You can listen to us in 15, 20 minute segments. That's fine. Yes. That's all fine. We are one hour girls. I just think we have learned that about ourselves. Yes. Journey of growth that we're taking, we, we it's not going to be done in thirty minutes. You can't squish us down. You can't. I can't keep us down, no. man. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to kind of wrap things up then, so we don't go past the hour mark. But so yeah, I mean, we've talked about a lot of people that we are grateful for in our community, businesses we're thankful for, nonprofits, but. I think there are not enough words to express the gratitude for all the first responders, like Mm. the frontline workers, teachers, doctors, nurses, the janitorial staff, 
the bus drivers. I mean, the bus drivers in here in Austin who go and park in front of neighborhoods throughout the city. I mean, hundreds of buses so that kids can have Wi-Fi for virtual school. Um, the grocery store employees, I mean, who let us get those. Store employees, I just, I wish uh, something collectively like for that we could do for every single grocery store employee. They just yes. they deserve a vacation. A, a good they one. They deserve, I mean, they really have kept everything going and they mm -hmm. are at so much risk. I mean, can we just give a little salute to HEB? Last week, if we were doing this, I would not have been saluting them because there was some back and forth whether they were going to keep masks mandatory after our governor decided to just open up the state because he's a... Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, HEB, thank you. I know that it, there's no great answer. It puts the employees at risk if they have to go tell people to put a mask on. It puts Absolutely. them at risk if people do not have masks on. Um, it puts them at more risk if they ask people to put masks on and there's not a statewide law backing them up. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, they, they've put themselves in harm's way in so many different ways. And yeah, uh, grocery store employees and teachers and, uh, and doctors and nurses and everybody. I mean, there's just, I can't, I can't say who's done the most. <laughs> they've no. all just how, been. How many people continue to work and put themselves in harm's way every day Mm -hmm. Wow. There were many of us who didn't have to make that choice. Yeah. And I'm thankful. I'll never not be thankful. I will never not have the pit in my stomach and feel like on the verge of tears when I think about the frontline workers and anybody who's had to work through this is a frontline worker and they have just, yeah. they kept us going. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, all the way, I mean, I feel like we talk primarily about restaurants, but I mean, it's this, it's the food. I mean, Food. You need food. You need food. And I really feel like the, yeah, the grocery stores, mm -hmm. the restaurant employees, the delivery yeah. people wow. who have brought, you know, groceries and meals to people's doors because, yeah. you know, they can't go out. Oh, thank you. I mean, there's just yeah. not enough words to express. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to every single person who feels like maybe you haven't done enough, but you have worn a mask to and keep everybody else safe and stayed home and distanced when you did need to go out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you literally have saved lives. I mean, we don't think about it, but every time you do one of those things, um, you're saving lives. And, and this is not over yet. We're looking back at this no. year. It's not, it's not closing. It's entering a new phase mm -hmm. and it is going to be hard as we're looking at those Facebook memories and, you know, thinking about what was I doing a year ago today? What was I doing a year ago today? And some of those are going to be really hard. Some of those, maybe someone, you know, or love going into a hospital hospital or getting really sick or dying. Um, it's going to be hard this year. There's a lot of loss, but it also may have a little bit of good, you know, from, you know, if your mom moved to town, even if it was hard or if you got a new house or if you found the perfect succulent at that garden that really, you know, lit up your day. Or hung There's... out with your teenager who would not have been home otherwise. Like that. Yes. What a gift. Yes. So I know it is, it's going to be very hard to look for the good. And there's going to be days where you're probably not going to want to and be gentle and give yourself that, give yourself that grace of knowing that mm -hmm. you don't have to look on the bright side of something no. that is really horrible. Um, but then all no, of your feelings are okay. That is what a therapist yes. taught me years yeah. ago that I give yourself grace the next day when you are laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every feeling is valid. 
deserves to have your attention. You're feeling it for a reason. Like there's no, there's no shame in your feelings. They serve a purpose. And we're going to be having a lot of them this week, especially we're going to spring break. This is the spring break last year that in Austin and Texas, and for so many of us never ended. Uh, Well, now it has a lot more homework, but they're still here. (laughs) Oh yeah. Just, just know that every, every emotion is valid and Mm -hmm. feel them all to their fullest and let your kids do the same because they're feeling it all too. So we are thinking of you and be sure to virtually hug someone who, you know, maybe you don't know what their calendar from a year ago looked like. And so give them some grace too. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, when we post it on the podcast, it will be a Thursday and we're trying to really embrace our thankful Thursdays. So it's a perfect day to just tell somebody you're grateful for them or an organization or a restaurant or whatever it is. Share your gratitude. Yes, very much so. And I, Missy, am thankful for you and that we get to I do am this. for you and that week. we have a podcast now. <laughs> yes. That's a great thing that came out of this weird year. It is. It is. So yes, that is our bright side. But thank yeah. you for doing this every week. And thank you all for coming and watching and listening. And if you are on spring break, have a wonderful, wonderful spring break. Be safe. Keep those masks be safe, be well. on. All right. Dang it. <laughs> thank all you. Right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.